0: Cheney Flavel's Hot Commodity Podcast Series, empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of Nikini Flavel, and today is February 24th, 2023. And welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast series. I'm joined by a very special guest somewhere in the Northeast, where it's either like 30 or 80 degrees today, and that's Jeffrey Rosinski. Hello, Jeffrey. How are you? Happy Friday, Mike. We were actually 70 degrees
1: here yesterday. Oh my gosh, we were not. Yeah, I was watching the news and they were showing snow falling in the hills behind the Hollywood sign. So I know it was crazy. There's
0: some crazy spring spring weather for you. Extremes. We always we've been talking a lot about extreme weather and its uh, impact on commodities. But I'll tell you, you know, you could be in uh, I think it was your area or DC and it's 70 or 80 degrees, and then you go not too far away and it's 30 or 20 or one below as it was somewhere in like North Dakota or something.
1: Yeah, but they've been talking about the cherry blossoms in D.C. already. Which I mean, we're only oh. in, we're only in the month of February here, folks. So you know, we, we still have another week to go to get to get even into March. So it's a uh, it's it's a little unusual weather wise.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, anybody out there has never been to Washington D.C. in April to see the cherry blossoms? Got to do it. It's fun tourism museums and that's
1: stuff. a that's a must see and just That'd to, to awesome. remind all of our listeners today so just three weeks ago was groundhog day oh yes Puxitani phil was actually forecasting six more weeks of winter but who knew back then that he was actually forecasting the weather for southern california <laughs> With part of parts of which are under a blizzard warning, I think, this weekend.
0: Yeah, exactly. All those that are prepping for the sweetener colloquium that starts this weekend are just sitting there going, are you kidding me? Rain and 40, 50 degrees? This is not what I signed up for. That's exactly so, right. You know, there's worse things, though, I guess. I'm going to do a promo real quick. Our spring seminar, April 26, Oak Brook, Illinois, action, drama, and the thrill of commodities. Jeffrey will be there talking about cocoa and chocolate. And uh, you can register online at mckinney flavelcom Do it now because seats are limited. We're getting a lot of people signing up, Jeffrey, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a good good day of uh, uh, packed commercial intelligence and education and just direction in these crazy commodity markets. Excellent. Yeah, so today, Jeffrey, I thought we'd talk a little bit about dairy. And uh, I know there's been some key reports that have come out, key, some key reports this afternoon. But I thought it'd be good timing to talk about how things are moving along. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. so <laughs> nice, nice segue there, Mike. Thank so you, you, so springtime
1: always makes me think of dairy because we get into the springtime flush, which is uh, for, you know, for, the, for the buyers out there. It's the most productive time of the year for the dairy herd in terms of you know, yield and milk production. So it's a it's a great time to start you know talking about that. And this last week, we've seen a couple of uh, a couple of releases that uh, you know we'll we'll talk about on this call. Uh, there was the um, February milk production report. Um, in the last couple of weeks, we've also seen the USDA ERS kind of you know medium term forecast for you know the herd as well as you know pricing trends. Um, we had a, a Fonterra GDT auction event um, that came out. Um, and then later today, Mike, as you said, we're going to get the cold storage report, which will indicate our stocks of butter across the United States, where we won't be able to speak to that one um, conclusively because we don't know the number yet. But we can talk about those other three. So I'll I'll, th- I'll throw it open. Um, dealer's choice, Mike, where do you want to go first?
0: You know, I'm going to go uh, production report. Let's go production report. All right. I think that's a, that's a key one. Yeah, absolutely. So um, after declining in the two
1: final months of 2022, I was pleasantly surprised. We actually saw a small um, uptick in the number of heifers or, or milking cows in the herd here in the United States during the month of January. So across the total U.S., we were up 5,000. And in the 24 state average, we were up 9,000. So um, which kind of ran counter to the longer range forecast that, uh, that USDA ERS has, where they're expecting a, a 30,000 decrease in the herd um, kind of progressively as we march through this year. So it's always good to start with, you know, from a buyer's perspective, more cows than not, because that's just going to only increase the supply and increase production. So I was happy to see we had a you know, very you know, you know, nominal lift. It's better than a, better than a decrease to start the year. Yeah, that's good. You know, that was the, the total number of cows. In terms of total milk production, uh, we across the whole country, we were up 1.3% for the month of January. In the 24-state average, we were up 1.5%. And uh, the total yield was up um, just under one percent. We were up zero point nine percent for that for the month. So, from my perspective, from a buyer's perspective, I think it was all you know. It wasn't it wasn't bullish news. If anything, it was bearish news, and it was you know good news for the for the buyer that we're starting this year in healthier shape than we started um, you know last year. So we've got you know more more cows in the in the herd. Uh, by you know thirty eight thousand uh, compared to you know January of twenty twenty two and yield was up and you know we saw a, a little uptick in the uh, in the herd so all good news for the uh, for the most part I'd like to think
0: yeah that's good that's good a good start yeah. um, how about some of the other uh, key indicators you're seeing.
1: Yeah, so just kind of segueing to the, uh, the, the, the medium term forecast that USDA put out there for ERS, kind of two things to note. Um, and I, I think I briefly mentioned one already. They're expecting a small decrease in the herd this year by about 30,000 head between now and the end of the year. So I think directionally they're signaling lower. But interestingly, from a pricing perspective, when they listed some of the major commodity items like nonfat dry milk and butter and some of the other other categories, you know, whey powder um, and some of the other categories, they're expecting you know slowly you know decreasing prices as we move progressively through the year. And maybe that's their expectation that the economy is going to slow as the Federal Reserve continues to raise interest rates and kind of put the uh, put the brakes on things. So that just kind of rounds rounds out the latest data from uh, from from USDA. Got it. Okay, where shall we go from here? You know, let's let's leave the U.S. and let's go broader and oh, let's talk let's about glo- let's talk international. So Fonterra does a, a bi-weekly biweekly um, GDT global dairy trade auction event um, where they list kind of results for all the major you know um, dairy product prices and uh, overall in this recent event prices in, in the in the aggregate fell one point five percent. And all the major commodity items, save for one butter, um, declined in prices. So in milk, milk fat declined 2.6%, whole milk powder um, eased back 2%, and skim milk powder you know, fell off by 2.4%. Um, and their and prices for like things, critical things like skim milk powder, which is akin or analogous to our non-fat dry milk, is trading right around $1.25 a pound, which is where we're seeing prices on, on our you know, Chicago Mercantile Exchange with CME. So kind of overall, again, good news for buyers where we're starting this year with softness and price pricing action rather than uh, rather than strength. And maybe it's a little surprising in light of some of the weather that if you've been watching the news, Mm -hmm. um, the, the North Island of New Zealand in particular has been um, hit very hard with, you know, a lot of rains and tropical storms and um, record, uh, records amount of flooding and, uh, you know, loss of structures. Uh, you know, there's even been some reported deaths and power outages. They've had oh. to close the Auckland airport a couple of times. So I can't think any of that's going to be
0: favorable for, uh, for milk production down in, uh, down in Oceania, for sure. Which is a big area. Yeah. Okay. So, so internationally, it looks like uh, a little bit of break for buyers, domestically, a little bit of break for buyers. Is there anything that's uh, bullish out there? Well, you know, the one category item that has been high has been butter prices.
1: And uh, I I would guess stay tuned later today because at three o'clock Eastern time, noon Pacific, we're going to see the all important cold storage report, which will... I give a record of uh, what our um, stocks and cold storage are from a from a double know, A butter standpoint. Um, to remind everybody, we finished last year, 2022, with I think 216 million pounds of butter and cold storage, which was a, a healthy number, uh, pretty, pretty respectable. And I would say normally, um, you know, we see if you look at the trends over the last five to seven years, we usually build around 125, 130 million pounds of butter between the months of January and June, and usually we hit wow. the, we hit the high water mark usually around the middle of the year. So if you know logically, kind of following that uh, that course, if we add 125 and we're starting with 216. That means conceivably we're going to get, you know, 350, hopefully higher than that, maybe 375 million pounds of butter and cold storage by the middle of this year. And all I would say on that one is watch that number closely because the higher that number goes this year, it portends that um, butter prices um, in the in the current market at you know two dollars and forty five cents to two fifty is perhaps still a little overvalued, especially when you compare okay. it against international prices. So definitely one of the, the key stat- statistics to uh, to watch going forward.
0: Yeah. So that, that means that if it's overvalued right now, then people should be watching that, but also keeping more close in on their buys. Is that, is that am I reading that correctly?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a good way I think of, of characterizing it, Mike. So we've seen a pretty good correction in prices for the protein side, the solids, nonfat side yeah. of the equation, or, or things like whey powder, whey protein concentrate, and, and caseinates. Um, butter has really been the the uh, you know we, we have corrected, so it has come down from you know three dollars or three dollars and ten cents down to two fifty. But I right. warrant I warrant that we're still perhaps a little overvalued at two forty five, two fifty, especially okay. when you stack it up against international prices. Um, You know, that that only means we're going to be attracting a lot of imported um, butter fat in various forms here to the United States because our prices are higher. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: And, you know, hopefully if we can build our stocks in cold storage and get up north north of 350 million pounds, and if the economy truly does indeed slow and people are watching their pocketbooks and maybe not going out to uh, to eat as often. Right. um, Perhaps that kind of hints that, you know, the butter prices have a little bit of, of downside potential here for buyers and, um, maybe that will afford them the opportunity to extend coverage on butter, like you, like you said, um, yep. because they've been you know a little closer in because the prices have been high to extend the coverage so that it it, it mimics or is more in line with their coverage on other category items like dry dry whey and uh, and nonfat.
0: Great. Okay. Anything else you want to uh, add before we let folks uh, go off and enjoy their weekend? No, just like I said, look, looking forward to the
1: spring seminar. Uh, you yes. said that's coming up in, in two uh, in two months. Hopefully it's a little warmer this year than it was well, last I year. It was it pretty cold out in, the, in Chicago. So everyone's, I think, crossing their fingers here and hoping for an early spring.
0: Yeah, it should be a great event and we'll look forward to seeing everybody there. Again, register if you haven't uh, before seats are taken at mckinney-flavel.com and uh, come see us. It'll be great to see everybody out there. Jeffrey, thank you so much for this great recap of dairy. Those that uh, are interested in learning more about what we can do and helping you in the dairy sector, reach out to us and I'm sure Jeffrey could help you sit down and put together a good strategy moving forward. So thank you again, Jeffrey. As I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute, moment with your friends and family. Take care, everybody. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence Platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit mckinney for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.